Welcome to In It Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Welcome back. Yeah, here we are again. So we're going to talk a little bit about validation today. Yes, self-validation and how that's difficult when we've had trauma. So you're going to have to lead on this subject because I kind of, I self-validate naturally. That's kind of, and that's probably part of my attachment style, right? We talked about attachment styles before and dismissive avoidance is me. A couple of the signs there are, you know, very independent and uh, confident. So I do a lot of this naturally. So this is a lot more on you. Uh, so y'all gonna let you take i'm back the in the hot that. seat guys yeah, exactly yeah this is funny there's a theme here we each take the hot seat we we, we rotate it so i appreciate that so today we're going to be talking about self-validation so the first thing is is like what is self-validation like because i always talk to people about this you need to self-validate and they're like what is that i can't do that so really it's just recognizing your own worth without needing some type of external support from another person Sounds like a really big wordy thing. But honestly, it can look a little bit like this. So validating your own feelings about trauma and when we've had trauma is really hard, right? And self-validation is what helps you understand that how you're feeling is okay so that you don't have to feel like an oddball, you know, if that makes sense. And again, this is something that you naturally do. You naturally tell yourself you're good, you know, this isn't something that I could do. And it took me a long time. I'm still working on self-validation, you know, and I think it's just something that we should talk about. And so here's an example. Today was hard for me. Today was hard for me. What, What am I doing in that? I'm validating that I had a tough day. And I'm also telling myself that it's okay that you had a tough day. I don't need someone else to say to me, did you have a tough day today? It's okay. We all have tough days. That's the difference. I'm already telling myself, I had a tough day. Today was a tough day for me. It was a day from hell. Another way that, you know, is self-validation is when you say, I don't feel like myself today. You're validating that, geez, I don't feel like myself today. And that's okay. You're listening to yourself. There's the difference between like when someone has to say, hey, what's going on with you today? What's wrong with you today? You know, having to have someone else say that to you, you're waiting on someone else to confirm what you already feel on the inside. We know when we don't feel ourselves, we know when we're having a difficult day. So when we can tell it to ourselves, that's self-validating. And another thing that you can say, I understand why I feel anxious about that situation, or I understand why I'm angry. You're not waiting for someone to say, you know, it's okay to be angry about that. You had every right to feel anxious. That's validating your feelings, opposed to saying, I feel and I understand why that situation upset me. You're validating your emotions and you're validating the fact that you're human. And when you can practice these statements, when you can practice this with yourself, you're recognizing your own worth without somebody else having to tell you. But when we've had trauma, that's when it becomes more difficult. So, yeah, let's talk about the trauma portion, because this is very foreign to me. Right. This is very alien because I, I you know, those statements that you're making are things that, again, just come naturally to me. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around someone not being able to validate themselves or ask basic questions, right? Like, today was a hard day for me. For me, it's it's tough. I saw you laughing over there, too. Yeah, what were it, you giggling at well, it's, when it's I like, said, I don't feel like myself today? It's like, it's so tough for me to kind of, again, wrap my head around, okay, do you really have to ask yourself that question with, you know, like, 
we all I, I I feel like we all ask ourselves that question, right? But to um to have to wait for someone to validate a question that you should be asking yourself is so such a foreign concept to me. So talk to me about like what trauma would have to occur for you to kind of disassociate in that way. Well, so when we grow up in a home with lack of emotional and psychological support, right, it leads to feelings of worthlessness. Now, you could probably argue with me and say, no, I grew up in a home with lack of emotional and psychological support, and I don't have that issue. The difference, though, right, the fundamental difference is that you were forced and told that these things didn't matter. You saw those things firsthand, right? So you had to learn to do that on your own. So let's say you grew up in a home where your emotional and psychological needs aren't met, but every so often you see them being met in different ways for other people. You learn to then become confused and you learn that other people feel better when so-and-so says something to so-and-so. So even though your emotional and psychological needs aren't being met, you're seeing it somewhere within your home, even if it's not 100% effective or how you should be seeing it. And that's the difference is you didn't see that. Like you talk about the culture, you talk about your family in this previous podcast and you talk about how nitpicking and picking on each other and all of that stuff, right? So that's what you saw all the time. People need to validate themselves because if they didn't, forget it. But sometimes you see just a little bit of validation. Someone's having a bad day, that person's needy and codependent and then the other person goes and tries to make them feel better. You start saying, oh, oh, okay, that's what's supposed to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's starting to make a little bit more sense to me, right? So if if you see you you're not getting validated, but you're seeing someone else getting validated, then yeah, I, I guess I can. It's start a learned to behavior. Yeah, I can understand that that becomes somewhat of a learned behavior. Exactly, and so when you don't see any of that, you have to learn to do that for yourself. But when you grow up and you see some of it, even if it's unhealthy, toxic, codependent, whatever, you start to see that. When so-and-so does X, this is the response, and this is how I must now seek my value. It's awful because my mother was an addict, right? So she found a lot of her worth through external things that she did. So when she was sober and she could do things for other people, I saw her getting the validation. I didn't pick up on the sobriety aspect when I was younger, but I picked up on what she could do for other people, and I saw that. Now, in your home and you, the way you grew up, people just did for themselves. Like you do for yourself. You're on your own. And so it was that level of extreme independence and disconnect, you know, connection from that that taught you to self-validate. I didn't see it like that. What I saw was different. It was a learned behavior. And that's what I picked up on. So that's how trauma really can, can affect it. We just don't learn to self-validate. We seek it in other people. And that's, that's, that's that fundamental difference between you and your childhood and, and mine. Since this is something that you've struggled with personally, why don't you share a little bit about what your journeys looked like? Yes. Self-validation, I think, has been the hardest thing for me to overcome. I felt like it was such a deep you know, flaw within myself. And the reality was, is that I didn't understand or accept myself. And so that's why I can't validate what I don't understand, you know? So it was hard to validate because I didn't see myself separate from the people that were in my life. You know, I grew up and yeah, my mom was an addict and I was in a broken home and there was all these things going on, but I didn't see myself as separate from it. I saw myself as part of it because it was learned behavior that you 
got validation and you got your self-worth when you were part of something else and did something for someone. So my need to belong because of my anxious attachment and my need to connect kept me in the circle of being enmeshed with other people. And so I found myself asking for validation in like what I wore. I mean, down to how I dressed and what I ate and the papers I wrote in college. It all came down to, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And I remember you looking at me being like, what do you like to wear? What do you know, want like, to eat? Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. No, but it's, it all starts to make sense to me now, right? It, it makes sense now. Finally, you <laughs> understand me. When uh, No, when you put it all, all together, then yeah, the, I, I can see where these things affected you and, and where it came from. Like if you worked through them, of course, now... But yeah, that was my biggest issue. Like, you know, what do you think? It's not what like I, I remember you cooking dinner and just staring at me to to give you an opinion. I'm like, you cook the dinner. You should know what it tastes like. What are you waiting for me? And to- do you know the amount of anxiety I would have? I'm, I cook dinner for you. So like you're supposed to tell me if this is good. Like I'm just the machine behind it. But self-validation was so hard. Like even in the workplace, every decision that I made for families, I'd come home. Well, how do you think you did? What do you think the family think? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for my review. And who gives a shit about your review? What do you think? And I would get so frustrated because it was like, what do you mean? What do I think? What I think doesn't matter. But I couldn't express that. Like my thoughts don't matter. You don't understand this. I grew up in an environment where my thoughts were other people's thoughts. My needs were the needs of other people. This is how I disassociated and became so disconnected from myself is because I was raised to be enmeshed. I was raised to be part of and not, you know, my own, you know, entity, if you will. It was one big cluster of emotions. And I saw my validation come when, oh, this is the bad part. They called me the gopher in the family. I had no idea what the hell that fucking meant. I was like, I hate gophers. Why are they calling me that? Courtney, go for this. Courtney, go for that. It was on my paternal side. It was like this joke. And now I see that it was because I did what everybody wanted me to do. And it was good girl, pat in the head, here's a cookie. When I think about that now, I get so freaking angry and I feel so disgusted in myself that I did not be like, I am not your fucking dog. Like I am not like I am my own little person. And you taught me that you taught me that you are your own person. If you don't like that, you don't have to do that. If you don't want to wear that, don't wear that. But that outfit that you picked, I don't know about that. And when I, I really did not have a sense of self, honestly, I sought validation in everything, you know, and it was to the point where I was like, honey, can you go shopping with me? Because I don't know like what I like. And you cultivated that with me over time, but it didn't come without its cost of feeling even more worthless that I had to do those things so that I could dress appropriately. (laughs) so that I could present myself appropriately. But I'm okay with that now because now I understand myself. It wasn't my fault, you know? It wasn't my fault that I was that way. And it's okay to ask for an opinion, but that's what that asking was. Asking for input is different exactly. than asking for you to validate. Like, hey, honey, what do you think about this outfit? Well, yeah, I don't really like it. Well, you know what? I like it, so I'm still wearing it, but thanks. Or I'd go, and no, I wouldn't do that. I would go change my outfit. And you're like, why did you do that? But you said you didn't like it. But did you like it? Well, yeah, then wear it. You know, I sought validation in every tiny little thing that I did. And I'm happy to report that I don't think I do that anymore. No, you don't do that at all anymore. You you, you found your voice. You found, um, you self-validate all the time. I, I think it could be attributed to all the hard work you, you did. But 
it's also, you know, it's an inspiration for, hopefully it's an inspiration for our some of our listeners that might find themselves in the same situation, right? That they don't self-validate and they seek validation from every external factor that, that's around them. It can be helped. You do not have to live that way. This is not a life sentence. You know, trauma may have taught us that we are insignificant and that we deserve what happens to us. But trauma doesn't know what the fuck it's talking about. You know, and that's the thing is we allow our trauma to validate us. And that's the biggest issue. We allow our trauma to define us. And that's that's not what it is. And so, yeah, this does not have to be a life sentence. You can wake up one day and say, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to like it. You can wake up one day, decide to put your hair up funky in a ponytail and whatever, and your spouse can look at you like, what in the actual hell happened to you today? And you're just like, I like it. And you feel good. And then you know what? Your spouse ends up liking it because you're happy. You're not changing everything about yourself so that you can be more liked, you know, because that's how I used to find my worth is what I could do for people. So even if it came down to, oh, they like this outfit on me, so I'm doing it for them. So therefore, I'm a good person. It's it's awful. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Like I'm looking at you over way. there and you're just like, what the hell? I know. I can't even imagine. Again, it's because I naturally... Self-value, it maybe it, it's it is. the environment that you were in cultivated that for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's different. I think personality again plays a role in all this stuff. But but yeah, it's it's I I can't see myself ever not being able to to make you know or, or form my own opinion about myself. Yep. It's such a, a again. It's such if a, it's foreign, a foreign to you. Imagine how painful that feels, though. Yeah. I, I again. I can't, it feels. I can't awful. even imagine it. Yeah, it really does. It feels awful. It's like if we don't understand ourselves and we don't accept ourselves, how the hell are you going to validate yourself? You can't do that when you've never been told that, hey, you know, whether from the way you were raised or from a different perspective, when you're raised the way I, I was, it was all enmeshment. It was all about what other people could do. And I saw this. You know, my mother was no longer the drug addict villain if she shared her monthly income with somebody or you know, if she allowed them to live with us and stay with us because they didn't have a place to live. You know, it was all what she could do. And I started to notice that it didn't matter who she was as a person or that she was still worthy even though she was an addict. I started to see that it was what you could do for people. So acts of service became my love language. I find myself now not wanting to do shit for nobody. I'm like, oh man, my love language is in trouble. But I'm starting to realize that I want to learn somebody else's love language. I don't want to do what I think is acts of service like sometimes you're like I didn't ask you to make me a three-course meal and bring it to me on the couch what the hell are you doing I didn't ask you for a drink and then I get all upset but I'm seeking self-validation when I do that I don't do that no more you have to ask me now hey did, did you give me a cup of water <laughs> okay honey I'll go get it for you but it feels good to not do that because it felt it's... so bad before but the takeaway here is that there is hope you know if you find yourself in this situation then there is hope you know there is you can work your way through these things and i remember these arguments all the time it's just like you know you resent it you you do things for people I hated you yeah well you do things for people that didn't ask you to do them and then you were you and then i'm them. freaking mad because i didn't get the the, the, validation, the validation that you were seeking exactly but i could have done that for myself you know i could have sat down and said hey what do you need right now in this moment courtney I want some chopped up fruit for myself. I just validated my own needs. Instead, I'm going to chop up. I'm going to do what I want for myself for you in hopes that I can feed off of you by osmosis. Where is the logic in that? 
Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy, but there is hope, guys. I've recovered. Yeah, that, <laughs> I've repaired it, and I'm happy. <laughs> and we should talk about that. Like, yeah, you know? I, and I, again, I, I apologize. I don't, I don't want to call anybody nuts, including you, hun. But uh, I am nuts, and I'm okay with it. But yeah, but there you is. See, hope. I self-validated my nutsness. It's all right. <laughs> there is hope, guys. So we're gonna pause here for a quick message, and then when we get back, we'll talk about like working through it. What are the things uh, you can do? Once you've recognized that this is you, right? So we'll be right back after this quick message. We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now here's an opportunity to help us continue making content. And we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support. And don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about self-validation and how trauma affects it. And in particular, in your case, right, you don't have any self-validation. You were validating, you were seeking validation from all the external factors. So now let's talk about working through that getting to self-validate. Okay. So these are like five things that I did and that I I still do to this day, but now I do them naturally. So the number one thing that I started with was accepting my limitations, my mistakes and my flaws as being part of me, but not who I am. So after years and years and years, like 15 years of him telling me, you need to self-validate. You need to find that within yourself. You need to, I just had to sit there and just at some point sit down and say, I do don't accept myself. I must not accept myself. I don't see myself as being an individual. I had to accept that that was a flaw in my personality, but not that I was the flaw. So many years I focused on being the flaw, that something was so gravely wrong with me that I was not able to validate anything within myself because I didn't see myself as anything. I was worthless. That's how I felt. And so when I could sit there and accept that I felt worthless, but I wasn't worthless, that was the difference. That wasn't the hardest part, guys. Okay, That was just like a part of the hardest part. And then the the next part that I had to do was making myself a priority. So now I just had to admit that, you know what? I have all these flaws. I don't self-validate. I don't see myself as who I am. And I don't give a shit about myself. Then I had to say, now I have to make myself a priority. It was so difficult to make myself a priority when I didn't see myself as something deserving to be prioritized. So that was the next part, which pushed me to being able to notice and accept my feelings. So I had to make myself a priority because if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't have been able to sit and say, geez, this is how I'm feeling right now instead of hiding it or projecting it onto another person and trying to fix something within them that has nothing to do with them, that it's within myself. So when you don't self-validate, when you can't see yourself as yourself, you project onto someone else and you're seeing all these things within yourself and you make it about that person because there's such a disconnect. And when you can understand and you can accept that, then you start looking at, oh, I just did this for my spouse or my friend or whatever. And they came back at me that, oh, you didn't need to do that. I didn't ask for that. That must have been my need. When you can start seeing that you project your own needs onto somebody else, then you have to start paying attention to your projections, writing them down, understanding what did I need in that moment? 
And it's understanding your strengths on top of that. So I had to play to my strength. One of my strengths is drive to a detriment at times. I will drive through a fucking wall. I won't stop. I'll just keep going. But I took my drive and said, well, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to make myself a priority. So my drive became that, where every day I would push myself to ask myself, how are you doing today? Really, that's all it is. And then I would encourage myself. You can do that, Courtney. You don't need to ask your husband if that looks good. And I remember, I remember the first time I made dinner and I didn't ask you how it was. I was shaking. I was, I think it was like meatloaf or something. I was so nervous sitting there. I just like, don't make eye contact. Don't look at him. Just eat your food, get up, wash your plate and walk away. And if he eats all the food and doesn't say anything, that's a good sign. And that was the first night I remember you said, that was really good, honey. And I didn't ask for the validation. I just gave it to myself. And that felt so good to not have to seek it, but it just came. So that's kind of that little path, that little journey that I took. Those are the little tiny things that I did that added up over time. I definitely think it's beneficial to reiterate, right, that your flaws aren't you. They're just flaws within you. And that's a, it's a very important distinction, as I feel. You know, that's where that mind shift comes from, right? Where that, that seat change in your head is, I'm not my flaws. I'm not my mistakes. I'm not my limitations. You know, these are part of me, but they are not me. I get to define who I am. And that's part of that self-validation. And it's like you said, prioritizing, you should be your best friend, you should be the most important thing in your life should be you. And that's part of taking this journey. If you are are you if you want to self-improve, you have to be able to understand that you are the most important thing in your life. You are. You can't be anything to anyone else until you are the best version of yourself to yourself. Absolutely. And I'm just going to say that I remember that. Like, I remember you saying, like, you can't be a good mother if you don't put yourself first. I was like, how the, because I hear this all the time, my children come before anything else. And so that's how I lived. But I was a bad, I I was like, I wasn't the best mother then because I was falling apart. My children needed a mother that was whole, a mother that took self-care and time to themselves, a mother that validated themselves. That's what they needed because then I could be the best mother afterwards because I felt good. You know, and so, yeah, you, you know, you taught me that. But that was my little journey to self-validation. And now I do it all the time. Now it might be a little might be a little problem because so, I'll be looking in the mirror. I'll be like, you look good, you know, like and it feels good to do that. Or when I mess up, I'll sit down and be like, yeah, sorry about the chicken, guys. Slightly overcooked. I already know I fucked up, but everybody's eating it. So it is what it is. I validated myself. Eh? Or when I make a really damn good meal and I'm sitting at the table and you're like, oh, honey, this is so good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I self-validate now and it feels so good. So this is not a life sentence. You guys can feel this too. And I hope that by listening to this podcast, if you struggle with self-validation, I hope now that you leave with hope that you can get there, you know, with the the drive and the passion to say, I am going to learn to self-validate and you start today. And how do you do that? Just find one thing that you can talk to yourself about. I really like how I cut up that apple or I really really like the fact that I did this just start telling yourself the things you like and when you mess up on it that's validating too shit I messed up all right I messed up on that sorry guys you don't need anybody to tell you because you already know that's what self-validation is don't wait for somebody else to give you the answer that you already know yeah and accept those feelings Learn to trust yourself that's it that learn to trust your own emotions your own feelings towards something you know if you don't like something, you don't like something. If you like something, you like something, right? So just be um, 
present in yourself to say, hey, these are my likes, these are my dislikes. You know, again, it's all about being your own priority. You know, you're important and you need to be important to yourself. Exactly. I don't think I couldn't have said it any better. And I just want to I just want to give you a shout out. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for teaching me how to self-validate. And I know that you actually had to experience a lot of adversity and pain to learn that. So I just want to thank you because it was a sacrifice on your end to teach me that, to teach me how to self-validate. It's not like you were born like that. Maybe some of it was your personality, but a lot of it is how it was cultivated in you. So I want to thank you for pointing out that I mattered and for pointing out that I needed to do it for myself, that I didn't need your permission. I didn't need anybody's permission, that I knew if I was great and I knew if I was a shit in that day, you know, and I just want to thank you for that, for opening my eyes. Well, realistically, like it was so un- it was so foreign to me. I just didn't understand how anyone could not self-validate. Do you understand now, though? Well, now, yeah, after, you know, <laughs> after 17 years of, of dealing Good. with this. You got you know, there. But, you know, again, not to lessen any of the praise because I do like the praise. <laughs> oh, I oh, I know. But here I go again. Uh, but what I'm saying is it's like I, there was I didn't know any other way. It was again, it was so alien to me that you couldn't do this that you know a lot of our, our arguments and our frustrations is like why can't you just self-validate yourself why are you look tur- turning to me so again so not to take all of the credit here you know this was you know you, i like your modesty you did all the work you 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 saw that you know okay if he can do it you know if he's asking me to do it then there's got to be something this is something i can do you know so again a, a lot of the credit goes to you you did all the work I just kind of provided the window into... Well, you loved me enough to show me a mirror and hold it up and carry the weight of holding the mirror up when I couldn't see. So for that, I give you credit because most people just throw that mirror on the ground and shattered. Bye, peace. So I appreciate that. Okay, I can take credit for that. Okay, so there you go. Because, you know, holding up the mirror, that's painful to keep holding up and carrying the weight until I could actually take the courage to look in it. Now I hold up my own mirror and I'm like, damn, girl, you look good. (laughs) So now I, I hope that's what we're doing for other people. Right? Yes. I hope we're that the mirror. This is the yeah, exactly. The we do these podcasts for that reason, right? Like everything that I did for you and that mirror that I held for you, um, we're hoping that we're holding up a mirror to all of you guys. So you can see these things and not only see that, oh my God, this is me and this is what I look like, but that there is hope. That you can change. transform. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. There is hope that, you know, just because these are your flaws, these are your limitations, that that does not define who you can be. You get to define that. So great podcast. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll end it here. And I hope you guys got something from it. And tune in to us for our next one. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at askcourtney underscore, and on YouTube at askcourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys. So make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together. So stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.